Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! I'm And I'm sorry. Welcome to We're in Fear, a barely educational podcast about Thing. Yeah, me too. We're doing it at the same time together? Weird. That's crazy. Who would have known? Well, last week you told me a story. I did. About razor blades in candy and killer clowns. Yes, sir. Folklore things, legends, urban legends, and the whatnot. Well, over this past year... Every once in a while, we've dabbled into a certain chunk of urban legends. Okay. Sometimes they're a little fearsome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a little crittery. Yep. That's a verb. Could be. Sure. Sure. We have been, every once in a while, we've been digging through fearsome critters of the Lumberwoods. Mm-hmm. By William Thomas Cox. Mm-hmm. Now I figure... This year's about done. We talked about that last week. Yeah. We're about to battle a bunch of creatures together. And so I figure we'll contain... There's only a couple creatures from that book we have yet to talk about. Okay. So I figure we're going to talk about them. Sure. Go through this... Go through the... Uh, you know, close out this beautiful piece of literature from over a hundred years ago. There's only six creatures we haven't talked about. Okay. You have a six-sided dice. I do. I've numbered these creatures. And uh, what is that dice made out of? It's made out of bone. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) So basically... Think um, a cow's bone? Yeah, hell yeah. But it could be a person's. It could be a human bone. Probably not. But it could be. But could be. And this whole podcast is basically like... It could be the podcast. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, sure. It could be. Yeah. All right. So basically, at your leisure, roll that beautiful dice, and we're going to dive into Fearsome Critters and Lumberwoods and see what we're talking about. Number one. one. All right. Now, in this book, to those that do not remember, there's also a Latin name yeah, for these creatures silly. and a non-Latin name. Yeah, give me the Latin one. I'm going to try to translate it. All right. My zero knowledge of Latin. Perfect. Let's. Uh, I think that's what we did last time. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Probably makes me sound real smart. It's gonna make us all sound super intelligent. Salty piscator felcorostratus. Salty piscator felcorostratus. Fish of the sky. Yeah. Salty fish of the sky. I like that. So we'll see if that holds true. The uh, just normal English layman's name for this creature is the Bildad. Okay. Okay. If you have ever paddled around Boundary Pond in northwest Maine. Maine. Haven't been there. No. I wonder Seems if, like a cool spot. I wonder if Mr. Stephen King knows about this creature. At night, you have probably, he's from Maine. Yeah, yeah I know. Sto- Do you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm aware. <laughs> Every story takes place in Maine. Yeah. Basically. I would like to be the Illinois version of that. It's every story just takes place in Joliet. Weird. Oh, well. Hmm. If I was to tell stories, you know. It's pronounced Joliet. That's true. You're right. <laughs> as, as a local of this area, <laughs> that you corrected me. But the build that is not in Joliet okay. or the Joylet. He's in neither of those places. All right. 
He's in Boundary Pond in northwest Maine. At night, you have probably heard from out the black depths of a cove, a spat like a paddle striking the water. Smack. Yep. It may have been a paddle, but the chances are ten to one that it was a Bildad fishing. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How, how do we... Uh, how do we think he's fishing here? This animal occurs only on this one pond. In her- very specific. So specific. In Hurricane It's not Township. unheard of, though. No, it's not. It's a very localized creature. Feels very believable. Mm-hmm. It's just his environment. It's where he's from, perhaps in danger. Now, if you're curious about how big this thing is, it is about the size of a beaver, but has long kangaroo-like hind legs, short front legs, webbed feet, and a heavy hawk-like bill. Weird. That thing sounds like it's from hell. Sounds like a, a hawkish platypus. It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, what if a platypus, instead of like being part duck, was part hawk? Yeah. Have you seen a hawk rip something apart? Yeah. Yeah. They don't fuck around. They're raptors for a reason. Because that word means... Yeah, literally, okay, literally, <laughs> literally, what they are. Yeah, no, it's because they attack like dinosaurs. That's how it works, right? No, that's, that's, not how, that's it how it was named. That's how it came. No, um, you're like reverse engineering. No, words. I don't think that's that's what they did in Jurassic Park. So it all checks out. They reverse engineered dinosaurs. Yep, with frog DNA. Yeah, I've seen it and did, read it. Did you see Dominion, the no. new one, the newest one? No movie. No, it's worth seeing. Okay, I think. But you gotta see the extended cut on Peacock. This episode is brought to you by Peacock. No, it's not. The Dominion. I don't have it, and I'm not getting it. Well, you should, because it's good. Sick of it's only two and a half hour, two hours and forty minute movie. That's a normal length of a movie, anyways. The build dad. Its mode of fishing is to crouch on a grassy point overlooking the water, and when a trout rises for a bug, to leap with amazing swiftness. Just past the fish, bring its heavy, flat tail down with a resounding smack over him. This is clubbing fish. He's just clubbing fish. Fish smacking. Salty S- fisher of the sky. What did I say? Salty fish sky? Yeah. So I don't remember. Not, you know, <laughs> close. Yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah, so he's smacking and whacking. Smacking and whacking. How do you feel about smacking and whacking in northwest Maine? haven't been there, so I'll let you know. Good. How do you just feel about smacking and whacking in general? A little uncomfortable. That's not good to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, as we were discussing, this stuns the fish, which is immediately picked up and eaten by the Bildad. It has been reported that 60 yards is an average jump for an adult male. Holy Holy fucking Christ. (laughs) Oh, my God. This thing's the size of a beaver, and it just launches it just, itself 60 it's, yards. <laughs> and then smacks down in the water to kill bugs? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a little terrifying. Yeah, what if it was pissed at a... Pissed, you know, at a human? Oh, good. Well, good thing this next sentence doesn't mention any humans. Up to three years ago, the opinion was current among lumberjacks that the Bildad was fine eating. Oh. Oh, shit. Reverse that a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you jump 60 yards faster next time, yeah. idiot? Yeah, what do you do? What do you? I'm going to eat you. Do you get him to... <laughs> hey, just... If only you would have jumped 61 yards, we wouldn't have been able to catch you. You pathetic-looking hawk beaver Loser. platypus thing. Loser jerk. Yeah. You're just a stupid smacking jerk. Delicious. But since the beasts are exceedingly shy and hard to catch... No one was able to remember having tasted the meat. What? That's, a, <laughs> what? that's exactly what I was going to say. So they're good eating, but, but they nobody only... nobody remembers what they taste like? But they catch them so few, people who have eaten them uh, don't I even remember. remember being good. Yeah, it's kind of like chicken, maybe. It was like a jerk chicken. Yeah, it was delicious, though. Yeah. Any other flavors? You know, anything? it depends how you season it, I guess. I don't know. It's good. Quit asking so many questions. Yeah, honestly. Don't worry about it. Just know that I said it was good. Yeah, I loved it. Well, 
That fall, one was killed on Boundary Pond and brought into the Great Northern Paper Company's camp on Hurricane Lake. With what, it, a, what did it taste like? Where the cook made a most savory slum gullion of it. Sounds tasty. Slum gullion. A Bildad slum gullion is something I just said. Yep. And sounds absolutely delicious. Yep. Oh, wow. The first and only man to it means taste goulash, it. So. It does mean goulash. A Bildad goulash. This thing tastes like it could jump 60 yards and slap a good fly. The first and only man to taste it was Bill Murphy. It's so specific, I can't help but laugh. Wait, I thought it was smacking the fish. You're saying it's smacking the bugs? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, it was smacking. Yeah, it was talking about... Yeah, let me go back up there just real quick. Yeah, it's going after fishes. Oh, oh, when a trout rises for a bug. I get hung up on the bug part. So this thing is watching... Wait, the, the, yeah, what, the, did you just think he was just jealous that the fish was going to get the bug? Like, all I know is that he like, was no, killing fish bug. and Fuck killing you, bugs. Fish. I imagined him killing like water bugs. Oh, man. Along with the fish. That is not what I thought. That's all right. You could, I, I, I'm pro- I like your idea of him being a spiteful hunter, though. That's my bug! Yeah. He Slap! Waits, he waits for the fish to yeah. think they're going to get the meal, uh-huh. and he's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, get out of here, man. The fucking Bildad. Yeah. Respect me. And the trout's like, I do. And the trout gets smacked and whacked, too. But I just love the specific, uh, you know, the specific nature of calling out Bill Murphy, the only man to have tasted so he's the one guy that everybody's the asking first, how, yeah, how, how it was taste? it. And he's like, I don't remember. Yeah, I barely remember. But yeah, it was but good. It was, good, it was yeah. great. It was good. So he was the only man, the first and only man to taste it was Bill Murphy, a tote road swamper from Ambajesus. Jesus. Ambajesus. Moving along. Yep, going on down the road. After the first mouthful, his body stiffened. His eyes blazed. And his hands clutched the table edge. She about to bust one? Is this, <laughs> that's how you phrase it. <laughs> this man is about to let loose. <laughs> what is happening? The man is having a big O. This build dad is giving him a big O. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but that's a lie because I'm going I'm to keep reading. <laughs> okay. With a wild yell, he rushed out of the cookhouse down to the lake and leaped clear out 50 yards, coming down in a sitting posture. He just did a 50-yard cannonball? Yeah, exactly like While a... orgasming? <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. That's what he did. Exactly like a Bildad catching a fish. So he basically ate a Bildad and it possessed him. He took its, He took over his attributes because he was just... So he's a were-Bildad. Were-Bildad. Yeah, that could be, yeah. Of course, he sank like a stone. Yeah, he cannonballed into the fucking lake. Since then, not a lumberjack in Maine will touch build that meat. Not even with a pike pole. So he died? (laughs) (laughs) He never came up? And it tasted... So that's... So that's the guy that tasted one? And it was so delicious, he cannonballed into the lake and just died? Must have been good. Like, everybody agrees it was good. Yeah, like... It looks good. It looked like he was having a real good time. He was enjoying himself. But, but yeah, he's gone. He's died. He made a weird sound. He was moaning as he ran, and then and he then, launched himself through the heat. Wiley coyote it into the lake and died. All right. That's a build, Dad. Cool. And uh, this is what it looks like. From the drawing that, again, we've been down this road before. Audio medium. There's a build, Dad. That's pretty close to what I imagined. All right. The legs seem a little ridiculous, but... Yeah, the tail's pretty cool. It's slapping stuff. Cool. Slapping fish, not bugs. Yeah. Slapping them both. Fucking all. Yeah, they all get anything underneath it. This <laughs> thing dies. And he just eats it. Yep. He picks it apart with his hawk beak. Mm-hmm. All right. Roll that dice. What do we got? Five. Number five. Our number five is a creature whose Latin name is in fact 
Geometrigratus Cilior Tractus. Geometric. Geometric. Okay, sorry. Geo. Geometrigratus. Cilior. Tractus. This, the thankful square tractor. Great. <laughs> Let me look at the drawing. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Cool. <laughs> In the damp forests of the Pacific coast and eastward as far as the St. Joe River in North Idaho ranges a quaint little beast known among loggers as the Wapaloozy. The Wapaloozy. Wapaloozy. We haven't talked about that before. Isn't familiar, right? I don't think so. I didn't think so. Okay. It is about the size of a sausage dog. Zach, what is a sausage dog? Is that a, a dachshund? Dachshund, yeah, wiener dog, but yeah. they call it a sausage dog. I guess that's the well, older term. Wiener wasn't cool yet. No. Now we say wiener. Yeah, because wiener is so fucking cool now. Yeah. How cool is wiener in 2022? Pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah, it is. But it's not even distantly related to the canine family. Interesting. The Wapaloozy, according to Lumberjacks, always reliable narrators, lives upon shelf fungus or conks, exclusively. And he is able to get them with ease, no matter if they are growing on the tip-top of a hundred-foot dead tree. Wait. What? Uh, Shelf fungus? Yeah. He eats shelf... They say lives upon, so I'm assuming that's what he eats, right? I would assume so, yeah. Shelf fungus and conks. C-O-N-C-H. Aren't conks, like, in the water? Yeah, look up a good conch. Shell fungus are like mushrooms. Yeah. Like chicken of the woods type stuff, yeah, it looks like. So how, uh, how, when's the last time we've seen a good conch? A what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't you looked at Yeah, up? conchs are, yeah. In the water? Common name of different medium to large size sea snails. Yeah. Like okay. a conch shell. Yeah. It's because it's a snail. So that's what he likes. Um... Now, it is a pleasure for one of these animals to climb, for he has feet and toes like those of a woodpecker, and he humps himself along like a measuring worm. Think about it. Weird. It's, it's an, just got bird feet. Those woodpecker timey... feet aren't anything other than any other bird. Right. Um, and then his worm is a humping. That's what I took from that. So he like rolls as he climbs, even though he's got four bird legs. Kinda, yeah. Cool. That's a wapple doozy. <laughs> even his tail is spiked at the tip and aids him as he mounts the lofty furs in quest of food. Spiked tails always seem dangerous to me. One of the most peculiar features of the animal was discovered only recently, which is around nineteen ten. A lumberjack in one of the camps on the Hump Tulips River, Washington, shot a Wapaloozy, and upon examining its velvety coat, decided that it would make an attractive and serviceable pair of, what do you think he made? I said pair already. So mittens is what he made, which he proceeded to make. The hide was tanned thoroughly, and the mittens made with care. First side out, and as the lumberjack went to work, he exhibited them with pride. Imagine his surprise upon taking hold of an axe to find that the mittens immediately worked their way up and off the handle. So they, they wormed their way off his hands and just like, launched themselves? Life after death. Mm-hmm. It was the same with whatever he took hold of, and finding that he could not use the mittens, they were left in a skid road and were last seen working their way over logs and litter across the slashing. This creature has a horrible life. It was murdered, skinned, and made into gloves, and now the gloves just roam the earth. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. The image of a Wapaloozy isn't as terrifying as the scenario that it lives its life after it has been turned into gloves. This little guy. Little, like, I mean, sausage dog yeah. guy. 
tail. Kind of yeah. mousy. Looks mousier than I expected. Yeah. His face is kind of cute and dopey. That's about as far as I can zoom in. He's got little teeth. Yeah. He looks like a rabbit. But um, So there's a horror story. Sentient gloves that just roam the earth. Magic item. That's Quest true. unlocked. Yeah. Quest. <laughs> Found the gloves of the Wapaloozie. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. All right. Next fearsome critter on deck. What do we got? It's a re-roll. All right, re-roll that bad boy. Three. Number three. This name, not to overhype it, might be my favorite. Okay. But we're going to read it's, of course, Latin name first. Mm-hmm. corpus Displosizimum. Funericorpus Displosicium. That is going to be a moving corpse. Funeral. <laughs> Do I know its name? Yeah. The Funeral Mountain Terror Shot. That's what I said. It is essentially the same thing. The animal, this animal explains the origin of the name of the funeral range in California. We haven't talked about this one before, have we? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't. The creature has a casket-like body, six to eight feet long, with the shell running the whole length of its back. Okay. Its four legs are long and wobbly, causing the terror shot to sway uncertainly from side to side, and forward and backward as it travels along. The strange beast was first reported by some Mormon emigrants who observed a peculiar procession entering the desert from a certain mountain range afterward named the Funeral Mountains. Okay. So basically they saw this walking coffin just roaming the earth. Be a little unsettling. Not great. They also witnessed the tragic fate of the creatures. Oh, so there's just... Like a herd of them? There's a herd of coffins walking the desert. That sounds very... Metaphory. Right? Like just... Yeah. In the wilderness. Oh, is this a... The Mormons are talking to each other. Is this a metaphor? (laughs) Like, is this... Are we like walking to our deaths? That's just native creatures. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're just coffins. It's fine. Whatever the name is the funeral mountain terror shot one of the mormons aroused by his curiosity that's weird so he like he, he basically I, 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 gripped I, the table I, <laughs> screamed and did a cannonball into the lake it's just funny because it's not the word i would use in that context anymore no but we're, it's we're, funny. yeah <laughs> words are used differently nice He made an investigation which resulted in finding out about all that is known of the terror shot. So this guy went deep. Mm-hmm. He was so aroused. He, never mind. It was seen <laughs> that the animal lives in the little meadows and parks in the higher portions of the range, where it gradually increases in numbers until by a strange impulse, it is seized by a desire to emigrate. Sound like a bad metaphor. It continues. They then form long processions and march down into the desert oh, with, no. the, with the evident intention of crossing to other ranges that can be seen in the distance. But none of them ever gets across. They just walk to their deaths all the time. Is this what it says? No, that's just my summation. Oh, of where we're going. Like... But that's like what they're doing. As they encounter the hot sands, they rapidly distend with the heat, and one after another. What? Okay, we're kind of on the path that these things die. How do you think they die? Like they, what happens to their bodies as they die? They're distended, so like there's stuff going on here. I don't, I don't know exactly because all I can think of is the trail of tears right now. <laughs> like... Well, that's fucked. Yeah, that's yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. All right. Well, um. 
Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a metaphor for that. And one after another, they blow up with resounding reports leaving deep, grave-shaped holes in the sand. I mean, the metaphor continues. Just a trail of death. Yeah, it's not good. No. This is my least favorite creature so far. Um, I wish I could zoom in and show you its goofy face. I don't know if you can see it. Because it's going to keep wanting to turn it. So just give me, this is good audio, but give me just a second here. That's what it, god damn you, phone. Can you see his face? Oh, his his yeah. big eyes and his goofy head. Okay. And his just coffin-shaped body. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole line of them following just into the desert to their death to explode. Yeah. Least favorite creature. Not a fun one. Just the funeral procession. They look like death, and then they just got a cool name. I had high hopes. I know, right? The terror shot is a cool name for anything. (laughs) I mean, funeral mountain, but it just strolls into the desert, explodes, dies, and leaves a coffin. Until it feels the compulsion to emigrate. Yeah. Yeah. To hell. Cool. Emigrates to hell. Moving on. All right. Next guy. Who we got? Reroll. Four. Four. All right, let me cross off the guys we've done already. This guy has a fun name. I wonder if he commits suicide, too. We'll find out. Because that's great. All right, his Latin name. Lacrima corpus dissolvens. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> the melting body? <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all, yeah. He just evaporates. He just... Oh, God. First sentence is also not a good start for this creature. I don't like his fate, is what my point. <laughs> I don't like where his future's going. Hello. Oh. Hello. Yeah, R2 has a lot to say about this dissolvens here. Yeah, the range, and of course this creature's non-Latin name, is the squonk. Squonk. The range of the squonk is very limited. Few people outside of Pennsylvania have ever heard of the quaint beast, which is said to be fairly common in the hemlock forests of that state. Next time I come in contact with somebody from Pennsylvania, I'm going to ask them about the squonk. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You haven't been to the hemlock forests? Yeah. You haven't seen a squonk? You can breach it with new lore, too, and call it the Sam Squonk. This... <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. It's eight feet tall. We'll see what it looks like. Let's, let's, let's get into what the squonk looks like. The squonk is of a very retiring disposition, generally traveling about at twilight and dusk. Because of its misfitting skin, that's not good, which is covered with warts and moles, well, hmm. it is always unhappy. Oh, man. The squonk is not having Don't a... Don't give it a mirror. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, it doesn't need to know. In fact, it is said by people who are best able to judge... To be the most morbid of beasts. Okay. Hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-stained trail. All right, man. It just walks and cries. It's an emo Sam squonk. (laughs) It's just a beast of misery and despair. I hope the last sentence is like, it lays down and just drowns in in its own pool of tears. Actually, however it dies, is probably going to be way worse than what I just said. I hope it's immortal. It's destined to suffer for all of existence. Yeah. Fuck them. It'll, <laughs> <laughs> it'll even survive the explosion of the sun and the destruction of Earth. <laughs> and he flips through space. I'm sad and ugly. <laughs> Crying. All right. He'll whine about it some more. Yeah, he probably will. For the animal weeps constantly. I assumed if it's a whole tear-stained trail, when cornered, an escape seems impossible. Oh, what no. What does it do? Oh, cry about oh, it? Oh, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> what was part of its name? Uh, when, when I don't the, remember it anymore. <laughs> um, Lacrimacorpus dissolvens. Yeah. Okay. When cornered, an escape seems impossible, or when surprised and frightened, 
It may even dissolve itself in tears. I wasn't that far off. It just becomes tears. Yep. Can it re? Can it become? Can it reincorporate itself? Yep. Squonk hunters are most successful on frosty, moonlit nights when tears are sh- uh, shed slowly, and the animal dislikes moving about. All right. Yeah. The squonk. Yeah. What about him? I like him. He's a huge, huge fan of the squonk. Yeah. You're on board mm-hmm. with his life. I like. I like how specific you have to be when you have to hunt him. Like right. you gotta know it's gonna. Temperatures are right. It's a little colder. The full moon. You got you need the light. Mm-hmm. Temperatures are good. Let's go get us a squonk. Here we go. Then you're like, where is he? And then you just hear in the woods. Oh, he's over here. All right. Is that the cure? Can hmm. you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's record that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Just whining. That's wild. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just likes moving about, and then it may be heard weeping under the bows, the boughs of dark hemlock trees. Mr. J.P. Wentling, formerly of Pennsylvania, but now at St. Anthony Park, Minnesota. I love these details in this book as if it just adds more credence to the stories. Had a disappointing experience with a squonk near Mount Alto. I feel like most experiences with a squonk are going to be disappointing. He made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk. He was just mocking it, crying. Boo-hoo! Just like that, (laughs) rubbing his eyes. Yeah, he made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk and inducing it to hop into a sack in which he was carrying it home. When suddenly the burden lightened and the weeping ceased. Wentling unslung the sack and looked in. There was nothing but tears and bubbles. <laughs> so if this thing gets too worked up, it just self-destructs. Yeah. The last creature we talked about is also self-destructed. just exploded this thing just combusts into tears and sadness yep and if you were to look at the squonk he looks like sad he looks like this horrifying monster that is not what i would have pictured there it didn't really describe him too much just about what he did like he just kind of oh he's warts and shit that's right he's ugly and and he cried a lot and his skin's fucked up and he just cries all the time and then if he cries too much, he just dies. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Is either. there a lesson to be learned in there? I think the lesson is next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> moving uh, on. Moving on from that. All right. What? I think I got to roll a five or a six now. You have to roll a two or a six. Two or a six. Reroll. Two. All right. This one has another lengthy name. Similar to the Funeral Mountain Terror Shot. The Latin name is Ursus. Bear. Correct. Unamorsus. Mm. Amantiporcus. (laughs) Hello. Bear. Medium pig. Man bear pig? Do you want to know its name? Yes. The Hamp Palm Hog Bear. Okay. Do you speak Latin? It's pretty good. We. Oui. <laughs> 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 it's a Latin language. Da. That's. I don't know if that is. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Ranging from the mouth of the Columbia River southward to the Klamath. That's not how that's pronounced at all, but that's what I'm saying. I like with. it. Let's roll with it. With the Klamath? Yeah. Klamath. Woodsmen report the existence of a bear known as the Hyampom Hog Bear. This is a small, sharp-nosed, curly-haired variety of the black and brown bear of the coast ranges, but must not be confused with the peaked heel cinnamon. That's the type of bear, evidently. Okay. All right. So he's kind of small... Sounds like a boar to me. Bear creature. Yes. Right? A bear pig is just a boar. Let's be honest here. Maybe. Maybe. To appreciate the importance of this animal, 
one must remember that hog ranches are common in northwestern California. The country there is peculiarly... Man, it's just a tough word. It fights me every time. Adapted to hog raising, and the industry would be attractive and highly profitable were it not for the existence of the hog bear. Okay. The mountain slopes are covered with scrubby and creeping oaks, which bear prodigious crops of sweet and very nutritious acorns. These naturally ripen earliest upon the lower slopes where the young hogs begin to feed. As the acorns higher up the slopes begin to ripen, the hogs ascend the mountain each week, finding them a few hundred feet higher and many pounds fatter. About Christmas time, the last of the acorns are reached on the upper slopes, and the hogs have by that time become so fat that their legs scarcely reach the ground, and the slightest jar is all that is required to start them rolling down the mountain. So they get so fat that their legs can't touch the ground no, anymore? No, they just become balls and roll down the mountain. This roll on down the line where like they that. may be easily gathered and butchered. Sounds delicious. They sound, don't they sound tasty? Yeah. I mean, they're acorn fatted. Like, it's good shit. Mm-hmm. Imagine them coming. Free down. range. Mm-hmm. Healthy. Yeah. Of the, of the land. Yeah. Um, good game. And then basically they just roll down the hill and you got your, your, you just your wait ma- till one rolls into you and you're like, fucking dinner served. Let's go, boys. Just throw it on the grill. Yeah. Cook it as it's alive. Yeah. What? Bash it over so the So you get the nice brown. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to eat the hog bears brown stuff. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, this, this is what I wanted. This is good. This is what I wanted. You should open a restaurant. Yeah. Well, I got a name for I got a name for the restaurant. <laughs> it is at this period that the hog bear gets in his destructive work. Oh shit. So like Did you say instructive? No, destructive. Cool. Very different. The restaurant will be called Mooches. It's got mooches in uh parentheses. Or quotation marks. That's what that is. He mooches along the base of the mountain before the rancher has time to rustle his pork. And finding hogs so plentiful and so helplessly fat, he takes just one bite out of the back of each, leaving the porker squealing with agony and the rancher swearing with rage. Wait, so he's he's biting the pigs? Yeah, the pigs are what gets fat and rolls down the hill. And the bear is just there. Yeah, so just like these pigs just get fat and roll down the hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was more of like a supernatural thing going on because usually pigs just don't eat so fat they roll down mountains. But like, all right. What if they did? Right? You just catch them? Yeah. And if you were a hog bear, the pigs would come down, you just take one bite out of them, then toss them aside and be like, I'm done, as it's suffering in pain because you just bit a chunk out of it. Yeah, well, not my problem. I'm a hog bear. Yeah, I don't give a shit. And the rancher's like, I don't know if he fixes it. He's got to probably just kill it there, right? What would you do if, like, part of your your ba- your pigs got bitten by a hog bear? Depends on try what and... it looks like, I guess. That's true. I suppose that's true. If he's well, ripping a whole chunk out of it, that's probably not good. Right? Because, like, do hog bears spread disease? I would assume so. That seems fair. Right. While examining timber on a tributary of the Klamath. I wish I knew how to pronounce that word. I'm glad you don't. Okay, good. (laughs) Me too. I'm on board. California, Mr. Eugene S. Bruce of the Forest Service captured a cub hog bear. Did you say Eugene S. Bruce? S. Bruce. S. Okay. (laughs) Eugene S. Eugene S. Bruce. But he caught a hog bear. He caught a hog bear, a cub, baby. Good which he presented to the National Zoo in Washington. Its development will be watched with interest and its disposition studied by members of the Biological Survey. So the U.S. government has a hog bear in captivity. Cool, how'd that turn out? What's the report sure, on that? I'm sure it was fine. Can Where we was... file a Freedom of Information Act on that? Oh, man, I really need to. I mean, I'll cite this book as evidence of <laughs> yeah. like, what happened to the hog cub bear. Yeah. And uh, like Mr. Eugene Ass Bruce gave i'm sure nothing escaped nothing has to do with the tnt area of west virginia nope definitely weren't storing it there no didn't escape and become some wild monster the goat man that haunts bridges or the mothman 
or the Mothman. Sheep Squatch. God, all these creatures. All right. Well, that leaves one creature left. And it was a creature I was hoping we would have dealt with, like, not at the very end. Because, cool. like, we know what this creature is, but I wanted to read its entry. The Hodag? Not the Hodag. Let's see what the Latin name for this thing is. Semidiabolus Hibernicus Horribilis. That is cooler than what it actually is. It sounds like some sort of scary monkey. It's a leprechaun. Perfect. That's a scary monkey to somebody. Semidiabolus <laughs> Hibernicus Di- Horribilis. Yeah, man, right? Satany. It's like a devil monkey. We already talked about those. Simeon Diabolus. That is a great name for a devil monkey. That's what it is. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Simeus Diabolus. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, this is a leprechaun, so maybe this is a devil monkey with a fucking pot of gold. (laughs) During the early days of Upper Canada, before it became the province of Ontario, they were brought into a logging camp on Madawaska River, several young leprechauns from the north of Ireland. Just things we accept. Just accept this for the story. They just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Normal stuff. This animal was even then rare and has since become extinct in its native land. It's bold to claim all leprechauns are <laughs> oh, dead. Leprechauns are what dead the fuck? I, yeah. if, if they lived anywhere, I think there'd still be some left. No, they all died in Canada. Oh, they all came to Canada and just fucking died. And there's none in Ireland. Well, we have our explanation of where they went. It is, it is, it is the Diabolus? They, they went to hell, sure. But how did they get there? It is said that during the last famine, hungry Irishmen killed and ate the few remaining specimens of this beast. So during the last potato famine, the Irishmen killed and captured all leprechauns. That logic, logic is... Uh... Flexing. Go on. Well, it's a famine, and you're going to hunt a magical creature that can grant you gold. And instead of using that, you're going to eat it. Hunger makes people do wild things. That's true. But that seems right. I would, I would, I would imagine, <laughs> right? I would imagine the leprechaun would be like, no, no, I can get you. As it's being like caught and cut. I got a pot of gold. Oh, God. Don't you want money? We want your meat. I want your grain meat. But I only weigh 35 pounds. It's all bones. That'll feed me till tomorrow. What? I have a wife and kids. Where are they? I want to eat them, too. No, I don't have a wife and kids. Got 30,000 in gold, though, in the woods. (laughs) You can buy more food. You You can pay your way to the new world. Would you like to go to America? No, nah, man, we're just going to eat you. No. This seems, sort, this seems very short-sighted. <laughs> I'm glad I just jumped on board with how you saw the liver kind of a talk. I guess it's like my Mickey Mouse impression. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, don't eat me. <laughs> yeah. On its native bogs, the leprechaun was a harmless creature celebrated for its playfulness and laughable antics. So what happens when it comes to Canada? Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> I escaped the Irishman ate all my family, and now I'm in Canada. Oh, God. Uh, I hope you're not going to eat me. It would hop across the bogs, turn somersaults, and leap over hillocks with wondrous agility. Man, living it up. It's love and life. A favorite trick was to bore into a pile of drying peat, and then with a sudden spring, send the clods of peat high in the air till the commotion looked like a young cyclone. Who doesn't love such a fun time. These antics were all right enough in Ireland. But when the animal was brought to Canada. The animal. Why are, I thought these things were like sentient beings. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a person. <laughs> Whatever, magic man, I'm going to eat your leg. No. So when it was brought to Canada, it's just, dis- I like how it's being brought to Canada. So not even under its own volition. It's just. Yeah, no, they're importing uh, Irish creatures to eat. Uh, uh, That's science. 
it is science. No metaphors in there with how people are treated either. It's just these little Irish monsters. Metaphors are made up. Hey, it's true. They're all lies. Fake news. But when the animal was brought to Canada, its disposition changed at once. The pets on the Madawaska escaped into nearby Tamarack. Maybe, like, these are sentient beings and they're no. not pets. Maybe this is the problem. No, that's how you get Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, Jesus. All good movies, by the way. I like, oh, yeah. I like all the I like all <laughs> They're lepre- great. I love all the Leprechauns. Yeah, they're all good. I like three a lot, too. That was the hardest one to find for a while. Hmm. When it goes to Vegas. Guy becomes a Leprechaun. Remember that one? Anyways. Anyways. The pets of the Madawaska escaped to nearby Tamarack swamps, increasing and spreading until an occasional one was seen on the upper Ottawa and even over in northern Michigan. So there's leprechaun colonies now in Canada. And Michigan. And Michigan, of course. Sneaking through the Tamarack and Cedar or leaping across the muskegs after whatever appealed to it as food, the leprechaun became a creature to be feared and avoided. Yeah, because they went feral. Because his whole family got eaten and escaped to the New World or was brought over as food. Now they just live in the woods. Teamsters toting supplies across swamp roads have been attacked by the animal, which would bound clear over the load, snapping its teeth at the driver and reaching for him with its villainous claws. Hasty flight to thick timber, leaving the team to its fate was the only choice of the driver, who thanked his stars that in running through tangled tamarack, even the leprechaun is no match for a frightened man. And the drawing of the leprechaun is pretty awesome. He's jumping over logs as a man gleefully escapes. Look at this little guy. Just no. jumping away. Woohoo! I'm out of here. Well, that's a man. I'm out of here. I'm going to eat your family instead of taking your gold. And the leprechaun's like, I'm going to eat your family. Hmm. Touche. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat you in front of your family. Well, it basically wraps up our continuous series of fearsome critters of the Lumberwoods. I did not expect that telling for the Leprechaun to be as um, eventful, because it focused more on the fact that he's just a ravenous monster that lives in the woods whose family was eaten. Well, I mean, he had it coming. I'm sure he did. Did he? Did he help cause the famine? Maybe that was part of the problem. Interesting. Hoarding all the money? Where did the money come from? Were they magical or were they just stealing funds? Was there a leprechaun conspiracy? Uh, Maybe. Were they working with England? Did they sell out the Irish to the English? Oh, Oh. shit. Mm. Interesting. Right? Where did leprechaun's money come from? I don't know. Corruption? Probably. The corrupt leprechaun empire. Right. They're working in the shadows. It's true. Constantly. Why Why don't they just... With the crown? Maybe. I don't know. If they're so honest, though, why don't they tell us where their money comes from? Well, you know why they, they got pots of gold? Right. They just have it hmm. to lord over people's heads to get them to do things and trick them. Do they work with dragons? There's some sort of conspiracy going on here. I feel like leprechauns and dragons work in tandem. Mm-hmm. They have common goals. I imagine them like the airline industry, like price fixing and stuff. They work together. It's a whole syndicate. What are they selling, though? Oh, they're in, you know, stocks and bonds. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, uh, that, made up shit. That magic. Makes, magic. They're into magic. That makes sense. They're now. into magic. Now that you yeah. say it that way. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. They're into magic, manipulating markets and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. leprechauns. Yeah. And dragons. I mean, if any mystical creatures lorded over the stock market, it could be leprechauns and dragons. Feels yeah. about right. Yeah. Checks out. Yep. I'd agree with that. Yeah. It feels good. Well, I mean, it feels bad, but it feels appropriate. It feel no, it feels real terrible. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods, a book you can find on the internet that was written a long time ago. But I mean, Fearsome Critters are always great. And I'm sure there's more old books on Fearsome Critters, but that one seems to be like some good shit. Very thorough, cool drawings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good old fearsome critters. Of all those creatures, I think maybe we already answered it. If, of all those creatures, if they were to fight. The ones tonight? 
Yeah, just out of those, the one that you think would would come out on top. The one with the spike tail. Right? That was it the worm w- climbs trees. The Wapaloozy? I think yeah, that was that guy. That one. Yeah. Well, maybe the leprechaun actually. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, the leprechaun's gonna end up taking that. But if by some chance one of these creatures is involved in a battle royal, perhaps we should go with the Wapaloozy. Because, like, we barely talked about a leprechaun, and leprechauns are a tired thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I feel like leprechaun's going to win. He's got a whole horde of people in the woods. Very... Trying to lure him into the woods mm-hmm. with money. Yeah. Saying there's candy out there. Interesting. Is he putting on any makeup of any sort? Mm-hmm. Leprechauns disguising themselves as clowns. Yeah, you heard it here first. Leprechauns are in your woods, disguising themselves as clowns, luring your children. What if after this podcast comes out, there's reports of leprechauns in the woods? Wouldn't that be nice? I'd be plussed. It would just, it'd be that nice. That would gruntle me. I'd, be, I'd also be gruntled. It'd be a nice display of influence. Yeah. Well, wait, did you just, I think I just checked... Reddit just told me there was like a leprechaun like just outside of Chicago trying to get some people to come into the woods with him. Weird. That is weird. It's spreading fast. Yeah. Totally things that are happening. It's weird that there's people in the woods in Chicago. Yeah, just outside. Yeah, you know, <laughs> basically like a block with some trees. Yeah. But yeah, fearsome critters, guys. Always a pleasure. Those lumberjacks. Up the good shit. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. But spooky month continues. More spooky stories, crazy creatures. It'll be exciting to see how he closes this baby out before the war begins. Let's what? look forward to that. Oh, that war. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, oh, man, I can't. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fuck. I was distracted. I was typing stuff. That's there. Yeah, well, you know. You really just can't whip out when the war begins these days because yeah. it could be coming from many angles. Yep. But yeah, we're in for your podcast, gmail.com. Follow us on the Patreon. Support us there. Bonus content behind the veil. Leave us those reviews wherever you can. Yep. Stay away from the woods. There might be leprechauns or clowns. No, go in the woods. You're fine. Look for them, actually. Become yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Become a leprechaun clown. Yeah, become a leprechaun clown. That's good. Those are God's chosen, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> the best part was really, really. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. All right, guys. Stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs>